0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Momming Autism Podcast, where we are providing a positive platform for parents to share their stories about raising special needs children. We are your hosts, Amanda DeLuca and KDMD, and today we are um, just pairing up the two of us. And it was a spur of the moment, um, sort of unplanned conversation about managing meltdowns. So while I am drinking my second pot of coffee today and Katie is also enjoying coffee, we figured that we would um, let you guys in on how we candidly just chat with each other and hope for the best, right? Uh uh Mm-hmm,
1: (laughs) mm-hmm, yep. (laughs)
0: Um, So we, as Katie would say, are in the thick of it uh, with meltdowns right now. And um, Jackson's new behavior with his meltdowns is screaming at the top of his lungs. What he does not like, which is everything. He does not like anything is what I can determine right now. I do not like horses. I do not like home. I do not like the car. He doesn't like anything right now. Um, And Katie, I think you can kind of um, side with me on that because that sounds like your house, right?
1: Oh, 100%, like, (laughs) if there's something, like, we're at the point now that we will try anything so much so that we created now a day of the week, we, we nominated Sundays to being Lego day where we go to the store and everyone can buy a set of Lego just to keep the peace. And even that's not working.
0: So, so can I tell you something, Uh huh. today's Monday, not Sunday.
1: This was yesterday. This was yesterday. Yes, <laughs> yesterday we went to the store and like we dedicated a day because it was just like, but like it, it's so funny because nothing currently right now is bringing Avery a lot of, a lot of joy or anything like that. But neither is really is Jackson, and and so it makes it really tough. But um, we're the people that are just like. You know, if you told us to, and I think we've talked about this before, like plant an apple tree, clap our hands five times and, you know, do something else like just to, you know, get out of get out of a meltdown or, you know, have some joy in our life and, and a little bit of less of less of the chaos, we, we would do it. And. Mm-hmm. And I thought we would never be the people that would have like a designated day where we would like go and do something uh so Natalie actually is counting down the days now for the next Sunday like I think she thinks this is like a every Sunday for you know an entire year like this so this is in the box
0: so you couldn't have picked a cheaper
1: theme No, like you know and (laughs) kicking myself literally kicking myself because you know my kids uh, both all three of them like lego avery likes to look at it like mm-hmm. after it's built and he likes to smash it and break yeah. it oh good jackson yeah. likes to build them only the little like characters like the little lego people when you just have oh. to put the head on or the you know so,
0: so his is the most affordable
1: yes yes yeah they're they're super hard to find here so um yeah. End up buying these sets, and and lots of them we get for presents. And I feel like I didn't have going into it and making that decision of we were gonna do Lego, you know, Lego Day on Sundays or just any day of the week. Why I thought that was a good idea, I actually didn't realize how expensive it was. So then we walked out of Walmart uh, yesterday, not today, yesterday because today's Monday. And and yeah, like it was just insane. And there's nothing, there's nothing in these boxes. Like they're just, there's, you know, a few little pieces here, a few little pieces there. And we did that. And my kids were still miserable. So (laughs) I should not be giving any parenting advice currently because,
0: you know. So, so we have behavior therapy coming in um, Mm -hmm. and it's designated on parent training. Yeah. It's not going well. We just say that. (laughs) It's just not going well. So, um, I told her, I'm like, I think we need to do a technology detox in this house. I think that everyone needs a technology detox. She's like, I think that's a little extreme. Mm -hmm. Have have you met me? I am a little extreme. (laughs) Uh. Because he wakes up and he searches for phones, iPads, remotes. Yeah. For a video to stem off of. And it's not that we discourage him from stimming. That's not it at all. He stims on it to make himself cry. He stims on it and then starts body slamming my furniture. It's it's not safe. He's not accessing things safely. Uh uh So she didn't love the technology detox
1: idea, which is fine. Whatever. Well, I think that, you know... I think it's a good idea, personally. That's just me. But I am i feel like I'm similar to you. Like, I'm one extreme to the next. I'm like, if we're doing this, we're going all in. And, you know, I think moms know best, too. As much as, you know, we love having, just like you guys, you know, therapy, you know, providers or, or coaches or you know, team leaders or whatever we want to call them that help our families to navigate our, our life and this journey and everything else. I think at the end of the day, moms know best. So when you had said, you know, detox on technology, it wasn't because you were trying to like make your life more difficult or, or add, you know, hardship or struggle to it. You just know in your heart, I think this is what we need. Right. So then,
0: um... I walk in like five minutes late on therapy one day because I had to go get Monroe from school and mm-hmm. she's like, okay, so because he's seeking that input and jumping on your furniture and jumping on his bed, um, Sal's so like, we're getting a trampoline. I went, no, that's dangerous. And <laughs> I made my mom sell hers in her yard sale. So you two better come up with a new plan. And their faces <laughs> dropped. Like I shattered every dream they had just now.
1: Mm -hmm, And
0: mm -hmm. the poor therapist is like, um, okay, I'm like, we're not getting that. A, our backyard is horribly tiny. It would take up the whole thing. B, Uh I'm not putting it in our shared community park because they're dangerous. And C, if he's in the middle of a meltdown, how am I safely going to get him outside? Yeah. And he has no safety awareness. So he's just going to flop on the thing. So, Uh um, her compromise was a crash pad. So we made a DIY crash pad um, and it is in his train room that is downstairs um, uh-huh. and it's padded with wrestling mats anyway so that he can kind of flop around in there we don't have to worry about safety. Um, because I didn't want to spend, they're like 200 bucks on Amazon.
1: They're insane.
0: And to go through like a therapy company, it's like four times that amount. So what we did was we took a twin-size mattress. We shoved a bunch of pillows and blankets in with it in a full-size duvet cover that you zip. And Sal body slammed it, and it does. It takes the impact. It doesn't move. Um, So that was our compromise to the...
1: Look at you guys go. Right, I feel like you're a little bit uh, Pinterest mom.
0: No, she found the idea. I just executed. <laughs> but it was like, no, so no fuss. That, uh-huh. Yes, that's my level of Pinterest. So we do have that. But um, Jackson's meltdowns are targeted towards Sal. Um, uh-huh. He's being aggressive with Sal. So <clears throat> the therapist has asked him to walk away and let me handle it. And like I told you before we started this and I think why we wanted to do this, Sal is not following instructions and he listens to this so he's gonna hear it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm throwing you under the bus. Sal just pretends that now. But he, he has a really hard time walking away when that's what his instructions are. And like I told you, it's like we're literally taking a $100 bill
1: and lighting it on fire because we're not following
0: the protocol.
1: But would it matter, though? And and I say this because as you're saying about, you know, you guys not listening to instructions, if the therapist is telling Sal and saying, OK, this is what you need to do and Sal isn't listening or you're saying, oh, this is what we need to do and Sal isn't listening, it doesn't matter who's who says it. You know, I, I don't want to say all men, but I want to say my man. You know, it wouldn't matter if you had every person on both you know our Avery and our son Jackson's you know team all together in the same same room telling Landon okay this is what you need to do make it like lay it out as clear as day and I tell you what in the midst of the moment when you know all chaos breaks out that goes right out the window like and and I'll be the person being like okay like we're supposed to you know count to five and Do this or whatever they're telling us to do and Landon won't do it and then he's just like oh well that's not what that meant yeah it was it was what it meant and you just you know there I want to say for us um, you know my husband he is he just thinks his way is right and 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 I think there's no other way to put that is that it's not that he doesn't trust or believe the therapist or, or, you know, who's giving him advice or directions. Um, I think it's just he thinks his way is better. Or or more effective or quicker. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so I think Sal thinks by walking away, he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, yep. and and I truly think for him, that's what it is. Because that that's how I would feel if the tables were, were reversed. And if he listens to this and tells me it's something different, I'll be sure to update everyone. But... <laughs> I th- I think that he thinks by walking away he's not helping, uh-huh. um, but like today, uh, we went swimming at my mom's and someone pushed someone else into the pool, uh-huh. which meant swimming was over because uh-huh. someone had had four or five, do not touch your sister, do not touch your sister, we keep our hands uh-huh. to ourselves, and we just couldn't follow through, so swimming was done. So. He's screaming in the backyard. Uh I want to get back in the pool. No, I do not like home. And as Sal walked up to help, he started hitting him, which is what he does. So I told Sal, please take her to the car. I will handle this. I will handle this. And he kept coming back. And I'm like, stop. Walk away. Stop and walk away. And I,
1: Uh
0: it's working, but I can't de-escalate one and the other I just need to focus Uh Uh on Jackson Uh and as he's screaming she's telling us to ignore the screaming for now which I understand because there's a lot of moving parts but I can remember uh, way back in the early part of diagnosis that would have mortified me I would have been so embarrassed Uh because Uh I would have Uh felt like every eye was on me which it probably is when he's doing that But I don't care anymore. I've learned to block that part out because I just need to help him through that moment. Um, And I think that comes with comfort level with the diagnosis. I think that comes with experience with the diagnosis. But now we could be in a room with 800 people and they could all be looking at me and I'm not breaking a sweat because they're looking at me. I'm breaking a sweat because I'm trying to calm Jackson down for Uh his, for his safety. Um, And I think that was like one of the biggest struggles for me as a new mom was I was trying to rush him through the de-escalation process because people were watching and you just can't do that yeah um so it took about 45 minutes to get him calmed down in the car home convinced to get out of the car and in the house and then he was continued to be escalated while we were here but he had a calm body um, because I kept out away from the situation now Last summer, I was the target of the aggressive behavior. It's since switched, um, and it could switch again, which means he and I may be flip-flopping roles again, but um, asking him to walk away is the best thing that we can do right now. But uh, he and I have also... um, analyzed what our behavior triggers are so that we know when to ask for a break as well. And I think that's really good advice and really um, could help. So if this is you and you're listening, look at your behavior and see what what of your child in a meltdown triggers your level 10. And that's when you need to ask whoever it is that is your support person to swap Places with you so that you can walk away, de-escalate, and come back because we can't de-escalate
1: when we're in an escalated state as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you had said about he uh, had said about levels, and and it just reminded me of something about recent the last little stretch here that we had went through with Jackson. We had uh, you know just a phone meeting with one of our doctors and he was asking you know about Jackson and I was answering and it was going really well and he had said to me you know what do you think like do you do you think like where is your life from like a one to ten where is it and of course I was trying to be funny because like it was a very intense conversation and I was like oh I was like we live our life at a solid 10 and he just like paused like dead silence. Like all of a sudden he was concerned and I was like, I, I was trying to make a joke, but I also was very serious. Like we live our life out of 10 and uh, he was like, wow, are you, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, don't worry, don't be concerned. I was like, you should be concerned when we're at like a 12 or a 13. He's like, have you ever got to a 12 or a 13? I'm like, yes, yes, we have. And it was so funny because he is, you know, such an amazing doctor and has been so wonderful to our family and and wants to help us and everything else. But I don't think he realized that there is a side of our life that is not great that is is messy and is crying and aggression and you know things that we don't maybe necessarily always talk about with him so as much as I was kind of trying to be a little bit funny but I was serious at the same time you know saying that our life was at a 10 he almost I think had a very hard time believing me and then we talked a little bit more and we started talking about, um, you know, just just Jackson's kind of um, escalated behavior that he's had, and maybe what we need to look at um, in regards to what's triggering it. And, you know, it was so interesting to hear him just have a conversation with me after, and it felt like he he got it, like he understood, and was like, kind of almost had empathy um for what we were going through and wanted to hear like you know wanted to take time out of his day you know very busy person being a doctor but wanted to hear wanted to hear what we were going through and and help in any way you know he could just so maybe we didn't have to deal with one more meltdown or if we did you know he could maybe give some advice or some some type of help um just to make this you know journey that we're on just a a little bit a little bit better a little more sunshine in it right
0: well and that's you know the behavior therapist by us um identifying our trigger points and where we become escalated Uh no one had ever had us do that before we were all so focused on jackson and what was the function of his behavior and what was triggering his behavior and how we were gonna work through it, that no one had said, but are you looking at yourself? Because if we're worked up while he's worked up, nobody's calming down. Uh-huh. And it is is—it's—it is a level 10 experience when they're melting down and they're screaming and they're flailing and they're flopping and you don't know what to do because redirecting them isn't working and there's no end in sight, you're also at a 10, which means nobody's helping anybody. So I think it's so important um, to, yes, to look at our child and analyze that situation, but to also look at yourself, um, Mm -hmm. because we have to stay calm, which is not your natural reaction. Your natural reaction is your child is in panic, so you go into panic mode. So training ourselves to look at our behavior and to stay calm and to deescalate by not ignoring your child, but ignoring certain behaviors Is a learned skill
1: Uh uh
0: so i think that's really the best advice that i can give is you know looking at yourself and trying to figure out when you
1: need to walk away so that you can come back well do you think that you know with you guys and, and your jackson do you feel as if the older he gets in age the harder it is to you know, um, cope and and you know, kind of multi multi part question here. Cope, redirect, and and be able to be a family. I I was just having this conversation with someone uh, the other day. Um, because of you know, because meltdowns are part of your story. Um, that do you find the older you know Jackson gets? Is there, is that kind of part of your life? Is it becoming harder or have you gained enough knowledge and, and kind of support in place that things are getting easier?
0: So as he's getting older, mm-hmm. as he's become verbal, um, he now is trying to exercise independence. And that's a, where a lot of his frustration comes. I've made a choice. I want you to respect that choice and then I want you to leave me alone. And safety wise, we cannot do that with him. Yeah. Safety wise and life skill wise, we cannot do that with him. So that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. So it is making it harder and just giving him two choices to redirect him is like, been there, done that. He's not interested in that. That's not working anymore. and now he's becoming extremely vocal. Where we didn't have the yelling and the screaming before, we do now. He is where I can't pick him up and move him for safety purposes anymore. So, yeah. I would say it's becoming harder, but mm-hmm. it's becoming more predictable as well. Um, you know, where the aggression is targeted to one person, so I know how to deal with that. but. Um, because we have behavior support um, we've had to change our game plan and then change it again and then change it again and then change it again Um, we couldn't do that without them because we would still be back four years ago um, and not properly dealing with meltdowns and behaviors they have been crucial in us recognizing learning and you know evolving with jackson
1: I was, I was always curious about that with you guys, because I know like we always have some really good conversations, you know, throughout the week and things like that. But, um, you know, I think that is something that parents wonder mm-hmm. that just to have kids that are freshly diagnosed, that are experiencing meltdowns, are experiencing hurdles with, um, you know, redirecting, things like that. And they wonder, is it going to get better with age? And if it does, what what does that look like? Cause everyone is so different, how what it looks like and how it looks and everything else. But um, I know for us it was it was weird. It was really, really hard with Avery when he was younger. And now we can predict it.
0: Yeah. As well- he has
1: got older, we can predict it and And Which is is good, but there's ever, you know, um, every so often, I guess is what I want to say, every so often, we can't predict it. And it's like this curveball and it's like, why? Why is this happening? And it's always when we have something going on, like something very important. Uh, The last time we had a really big curveball is when we had these pictures to go to. And I was just, I was so unimpressed. I was just like, we've done so well. We've had three really amazing days. And I'm like telling myself this as like, he's just coming unglued. And I was like, why now? Because- like you're not hungry <laughs>
0: But think about how stressed you are as a parent for family pictures. Like,
1: uh-huh, uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. it
0: doesn't, like, you had your outfits planned. You put them on. They don't fit right. Your hair didn't curl as well as it did yesterday. Yeah. Your your fingernails are chipped. Your child ate Doritos and wiped them all over themselves. Like, I mean, that's a very high stress situation anyway. But add in special needs and rigid behavior and it's like it's a rodeo. A freaking <laughs> Ferris wheel. Um You asked about family time and I will say we have learned to just divide and conquer, number one, but um, we just got back from a family vacation and there were things that he screamed, I do not like, well, it's Monroe's day, it's Monroe's turn to pick and we're all doing it because we all did what you wanted to do yesterday. So I think as the diagnosis has settled in with us over years, I've um, become tougher i have stood my ground and i've learned what expectations are realistic and which ones are not worth the battle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: so i think do you do you kind of i guess for us we recognize uh, we recognize avery's bluff that's that's the only way i can explain it there are times where i know that i'm gonna win the the goal like win the goal, win the battle, win the war, whatever you wanna spin you wanna put on it. But I know that he's just kind of bluffing. Like his little, you know, hands over his face, or he does this kind of like really high pitched, uh, between a scream and a cry. Mm-hmm. And when he only does it for a few seconds, I'm like, okay. Like you're okay. Like, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna make it. You're gonna be okay. And I, and I, I hold my ground, you know, and I'm like, this is what we're doing, this is where we're going, this is what's happening and, and we carry on. And I am sure there is people in our family and, and sometimes, you know, me and my husband do not see eye to eye on this and, and have very much had open, open fights about it um, in front of people where, you know, he thinks that, you know, I'm too lenient, you know, with Avery. Or, you know, certain situations I'm being too hard and he's upset. And I'm like, but he's not upset. Like, he just wants to see where, how much give and take there is, kind of. Right. Like, Avery tests the waters. And, and I don't know if that happens with you guys and Jackson, but Avery, holy, like, he really, I, I want to say with age, like, he really got smart. With He's, <laughs> he's
0: testing his independence too, I think. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Well, in a lot of things, Jackson will be like, "No, I don't want to." I'm like, "Dude, I know that you would love it, and yeah. you would enjoy it." So we're going to get over this moment of no because you will enjoy it.
1: Sometimes, well, and I,
0: sometimes I'm wrong, but we have yeah, to yeah. try. You know, we have to try.
1: Well, and that's the thing. I think that a you have to try, and b like for us, I always find it really interesting. But sometimes when I say something like, "We're going swimming." Avery will respond, yeah, and, like, he's just thrilled. Natalie will say, we're going swimming to the, you know, green park, where there's, like, a splash park and and all the things, and he gets confused. So he, he instantly goes into panic mode, like, are we going swimming or are we going to this place that I'm just not 110, like, percent sure about? So, like... We now have got to this point with, you know, having Jackson and having Avery where we would tell them not to say anything. Oh. Like, just well, don't talk Mon- about it.
0: Well, and Monroe will be like, Jackson,
1: we want popsicles, right? I'm like, stop
0: it. Stop it. Because you know,
1: mm-hmm. like,
0: feeds into it. Yeah.
1: Well, Natalie does that with Jackson. Oh, speaking but, of. About-
0: <laughs> She's come in here five times. I told her, I'm like, please give me 15 minutes. I made her tea. Mm-hmm. I gave her an activity. I turned her show on. She's coming here with a book about high heels, her tea, asking me <laughs> if she can have these mini muffins, whispering about stuff. Like she's working me over just like she would if I wasn't right here.
1: I yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's funny. Oh um, gosh. you know, I think that with you guys, you know, you you see it how row kind of has a bond and has you know a relationship that's very special with jackson and for us with natalie she has one with avery and one with her younger brother jackson Mm -hmm. and she tells both of them things like you know she says to avery she knows that like mcdonald's is his jam is his thing and and she knows that uh it's is avery's thing so she'll say to him in the morning and get him right or all that where he's oh, yeah. jumping and flapping and he's running down the hallway and he's slamming every door and opening it back up and you know when all he's saying is cookie and fries cookie and yeah. fries and i'm just like it's six in the morning nobody's going for a cookie nobody's going for fries and then it, it's honestly you can see it in his face and i always feel so bad but it's like I, you know, shattered his dreams. So um,
0: why so would we, beca- we became mothers? Did we lose all of our allies? Like no one's on our team. <laughs> no one. They're all working against us, and no one is on our team.
1: Nobody. No. No. And and with Jackson, you know, it's what she wants. Hey, like she'll want to go to Grandma's house, so she won't just come and like tell me because you know I'll probably say no, or we have something going on. So she'll go to Jackson and she'll say, Jackson, we're going to grandma's house. And then Jackson is in like repeat mode. And that's all I'm hearing for the next six hours that we're going. And he gets frustrated and he gets worked up. And we usually see aggression. And it's the whole thing just based off what she had said. And then, you know, she'll go to Avery and get him going. And I'll go to her and be like, Did you, you know, did you this morning, like, did you talk about grandma's house? Did you talk about McDonald's? And. You know Tim Hortons or whatever, and she'll be like, "No, but mm-hmm. if I did, am I in trouble?" Is <laughs> we're,
0: we're in that game. It's just a yes or no, not just a oh. yes or no. So and I'm
1: funny. like, okay, so you probably did, and she'll be like, "Yeah, I did, but it's only because I wanted to bring joy in their life." Oh. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you just wanted the cake and the fries.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think the moral of this is we're all going to make it. We're all going to make it. And hopefully, hopefully, in the chaos of chat, chat. <laughs> there were some <laughs> tips that might help you through. <laughs> right?
1: right (laughs) that's the best we got that's That's all we We got today
0: all right everyone well thank you so much i hope you um had a cup of coffee along with us or um with us here for your week so until next week thank you everyone